Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. And on like a light switch when you're moving. Wow. What a big day on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. To my surprise mm. this weekend, when I saw Bradley Trainer's post about his delectable birthday confection. Happy birthday. It's still my birthday. It was In not. Sometimes zones, not really. It was not your beloved princess tort. Mm-mm, no. It was not your beloved Costco cake. Huh. It was a pie. Would you look at that? Yes. Okay, take your victory lap, Colleen. It's going to last all of about 10 minutes. And yes! then it's back to team cake. So I was, as you pointed out, team pie for my birthday this year. And I was just as surprised as you. I'm not surprised. I um, felt like you finally saw the pie okay, light. Okay. The it's pie not a light? thing. Just listen. Just let, let me have it, okay? Um, that's a workout routine. <laughs> Pilates. <laughs> no, um, so yeah, I actually had no intention of putting pie in my hole. Because you know they say pie hole. Yeah. It didn't sound very good. No. Nope. Pie hole. I did not have any intention of eating pie for my birthday, but to your point, I did, and I did celebrate. I actually took a picture and posted it so that you would know that I am not. I am not a completely uh, mm, unreasonable human. Okay. Yeah. At least insofar <laughs> as this particular concept is concerned. Because while I was all set to have cake for my birthday on Saturday, mm-hmm. thanks for asking, mm-hmm. um, I knew my partner, he was like, okay, what kind of cake am I picking up? Because normally yep. on my birthday, mm-hmm. I would have the wonderful princess tort, mm-hmm. usually from the Willettes, but there are a number of places throughout town. Mm-hmm. I actually wanted something, uh, a piece of cake from, there was a kind of cake we had on our cruise. I never told you about this, but it's called, it's some kind of Norwegian kaka. Oh, and, um, is that a krum kaka? No, it's like a Is sous- it a kranza kaka? Sous- Kaka. Okay. Susie Kaka. I don't know. It sounds okay. so vile. I will look it but up. But it's like a buttery, torty, mm. almondy thing. Mm. One thing you got to know about me is I love almond. I mean, hence the princess to it, right? Yep. Anyway, couldn't find the kukaka that I wanted for my birthday. But then as I was looking through the Instagram, lo and beholden, mm. mm-hmm. over at the uh, local pie shop right down the street from my house, mm-hmm. Pie and Mighty, they had something called. Wait for it. Almond chess pie. Almond chess pie. Okay. And I saw this thing. I immediately texted. uh, Well, I think I just yelled at him because he was in the other room. Jamie, I want that damn pie. So he ran over to Pine Mighty and got uh, a couple pieces of pie and then a whole big ass pie for my birthday. And so I had the almond pie. It was amazing. 
And I just thought I would tell you that it's not, you know, for you, someday I want you to have the same feelings about cake. I hope, I, I hope you will be able to, you mm-hmm. know, grow your heart a little bit, mm-hmm. just like I was okay, able to. Okay, knock it off. Did you <laughs> see me throw that cake down on Friday? I yeah. love cake. Yeah. I love cake. Some of my best friends are cake. But my better friends are pie. And for those of you who are, are wondering they? why are we having this conversation, it's because... I am team pie. Bradley and Holly are team cake. I would always choose a pie over a cake. And always. I would always choose a cake. 100% of the and time. And 90% of the world agrees with us. That's inaccurate. Also, I do want to just give a shout to our friends at Pie and Mighty because oh, they're yeah. my friends too. Because their pie is so good. Yeah. And one, my favorite, which you have not yet tried, and I feel like if I every once in a while bring you a slice from Pie and Mighty... You will start to come over to my side. Their banana cream pie will change your life. We also, you know, should say we do have a friend of the program uh, by the name of Heather who yes. makes pies, and her pies are amazing too. I am not here to say that pie is not a tasty thing, but when put up against cake, my mm-hmm. my belief system is mm-hmm. cake is the superior item yeah. because it's kind of like torts bars. Uh, kerfluffles, um, trifles, like all the other dessert things are great and they have their place. Mousse, I love a chocolate mousse. But at the end of the day, you put that on a pie and it's even better. No, the thing about pie is that there's so many options. You can have all the different types I mean, of pies. Have you met cake, yeah, cake can do you cake one is better. Pr- nah, I don't know. Cake, cake is so limiting. good; it is actually the best pie. That's how good cake is. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of cheesecake? Mm-hmm. Is it really a cake? It's not I a would, cake. I would argue it's a pie, but guess what? They call it cheesecake because it's so good. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. They just lean into that. <laughs> I feel like you worked on that one. Yeah, no, they don't but have it's cheese true. pie. <laughs> no. No. If they do that. Right. It doesn't sound no. good, but I would say it's still for me i know they call it cake but when you eat it that it's like a it's like a gateway pie like you eat it and you go you know what i like I about this the effort. crust so i'm going to eat more pie yeah i appreciate your effort anyway yeah. i just wanted to let the world know that i i'm i am a magnanimous individual i am willing to share my birthday with uh, pie. I you literally could have knocked me over with a feather. Oh, I'm sure. When I saw that post, I was like, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh!" Did you just join my team? I did not see that coming, literally from a mile away. But you know what? We can all change, and that's what I love about this. And you too, someday could celebrate cake. But I, but I mm-hmm. won't because I don't need to. But but knowing that even for one moment you saw what is remarkable and special about a pie, and you decided you know to bring liked, it into your life on your you, special day, I'm still talking told, about pie. Can I uh, what? be honest with you? The reason that I liked this pie so much again, almond chess. People might be wondering what's an almond chess. Yeah, what is it? Chess pie is like a good old southern thing. and uh, You're my... saying chess pie, not chest pie, right? Correct. Okay. Chest pie <laughs> is a wholly different experience. <laughs> um, no, chess, C-H-E-S-S. And uh, my partner was like, I ain't never heard you talk about no chess pie before. And I was like, look, it's because I were not in the South. And in Texas, chess pie was always on the menu at the International House of Pies, which is a thing. And we used to go there. 
and their chest pie is amazing. It's almost like a custardy. It's not like super custardy, but it's kind of creamy, but it's custardy anyway. It's almost like like a really good chest pie with cinnamon. It's almost like a snickerdoodle pie. Mm. If just think about it that way. But this is an almond chest pie, so it's kind of that custardy thing with like a crap ton of almond uh, filling, but also like crispy almonds on top. So it's just the reason I love it, honestly, and that's what the point that I wanted to make is that it's not very pie because the thing that I hate about pie is like you cut into like a fruit pie and it just like ploops all over your plate. Oh, uh, yeah. And it just sort of loses its. Mm-hmm. Just go, yeah. And then you got to like scoop it up and then you got to like, like, do you eat pie with a fork or a spoon? Because you're going to get the crust you need the fork but then for Mm -hmm. the goop you need the spoon i don't know do you not eat it i mean you still eat it who cares what shape it comes out in because it stays in (laughs) like it's you know form gelatinous yeah just i I just like but who cares what it looks like when it comes out you scoop it up and put it in your mouth and you're in heaven who i know but what i'm saying is it's hard to scoop like do you scoop it with a fork However, whatever you need to do to get it in that gullet, that's all you got to do. I was just eating it by hand, if you want to be quite Are you dead serious? You just pick it up like a piece of pizza and go to town on it? Of course. It was almost like the world's best almond bar you've ever had. That does sound good. So anyway, I don't know if there's... Oh, they've also got a honey chev, which is like a goat cheese honey pie that was real good. I'm telling you. They got all sorts of fun stuff over there. Pie and um, Mighty. Pie and Mighty, but also check out Heather's Pies. Yes. I'm giving free pie love for this segment. Thank online. you. Pie plugs. Thank you. After, it was time. After this segment, it's all back to cake, bitches. Yeah. I just sort of want to marinate in this for a little while, but we can't. We can't. As much as I enjoyed that for just one small moment, Bradley Trainer joined me on Team Pie. We need to say goodbye to that moment because goodbye, Pie. We have to say hello to Black China versus hello. the Car Jenners after this on My Talk 1071. I actually need to be updated a little bit because I've missed a couple days of the Black China Car Jenner suit trial that is in process as we speak. On the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hey. Okay, so get me updated on this, Legal Eagles. Um, hey, uh, can we law and order this place? Or What's LA law? law? <laughs> As I like to call it. Oh, there's law and order. Well, let's law. Anyway, um, now I just want to go back to La Law Times. Mm. We do need to catch you up. For those of you who have been paying attention, uh, Black China is suing the Cardenners, a.k.a. Kris Jenner, Kim Kardashian, Khloe Kardashian, and Kylie Jenner. And it's from Kylie that we learned some stuff yesterday. We're Mm. about a day behind. Um, and we've learned a lot, actually, and now I'm trying to remember it. Holly, feel free to uh, rejiggle that uh, memory feature. From yesterday, I believe we learned about Black China specifically from the former production guy over at Bunham Murray, yeah. who said there was no second season ever going to happen with these two because they were a hot mess. Yes. Noted. So that happened, or at least that's what we learned yesterday about the previous day's testimony. Today we're learning about yesterday's testimony, which Mm -hmm. involved one, Kylie Jenner. And frankly, it was kind of sparse, but it does include Kylie relating a particularly violent story about China doing something to her ex-boyfriend rapper Tyga. 
So she was on the stand and revealed in court on Monday that her ex-boyfriend, um, Tyga, once showed her a six-inch-long scar on his arm Mm-mm. that he said was inflicted by... Black China. Black China when she attacked him with a knife. Quote, when we were dating, he expressed to me his troubles with China. And she was telling this to jurors in L.A. Superior Court. I just, I wish I could be there, but we don't no, have None of privilege. us can, yeah. sadly. He showed me his arm and said China had slashed him with a knife. He expressed to me her abuse of alcohol and drugs. She may have been high or intoxicated the night she slashed him. Kylie wearing a dark brown satin pantsuit and heavy black boots. Stop. Yeah, of course, it's the Daily Mail. They said the scar Tyga showed her had healed, but was maybe six inches long. After hearing that her brother was dating the China, mm-hmm. black China, mm-hmm. she was like, yeah, so, hey, Tyga, let's go visit Rob and warn him. Quote, I was a little bit concerned from the things I had heard from Tyga and also the things she'd seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was sort of like the main revelation that, you know, China was violent. And this is sort of a, a picture that's being painted. Yeah. And you got to wonder if it's working on the jury. Now, for Black China's part, at least through her attorney during cross-examination, uh, Kylie was grilled about a previous deposition where apparently she said that um, she had wished Rob the best with Black China. And she's like, well, if you wished him the best... Why, why would you, would you warn have, him? Why you, would yeah. you have wished him the best if you were warning him about Black China, right? Right. And she's like, I don't remember saying that. I don't recall, actually. Oh, gosh, people are so messy. I love when people say I don't recall in court because that I means they recall. do, but they don't want to admit it. Um, I, or I don't know in this case. But but allegedly, we're dealing with a $108 million defamation suit, mm-hmm. which is now in its second week. And Kylie Jenner, I will say, you know, I don't know. It's the court of public opinion, and it means not much because we're not there. But from the testimony we've read, it seems like Black China is going to have an uphill battle. Well, that is what it's seeming like. And listen, we were I was all team Black China when it was uh, about her holding them accountable and also probably exposing some of the things that they'd prefer to keep under wraps. I'm here for that part of the story. What I'm so not here for and is very difficult to support is some of the violent stories that you're hearing about her and some of the things that she answered to, which this was last week, namely pretending to choke uh, Rob. Yeah, she said it was a joke. She said it was a joke and holding a gun to his head. Yeah. And didn't she like, as yeah. a joke? Didn't she like wrap something around his neck to like yeah that was the iphone cord yeah Yeah. that she used to try to choke him i mean i just don't find that to be playful or hilarious or funny or i don't see the i fail to see the humor in that and that i don't think i'm alone there um no but i here's what i am curious about from yesterday that piece about buna murray saying that they were never going to have a second season What is the relationship between Kris Jenner and that production company? Well, allegedly nothing in the sense that they were like, yeah, we um, realized very quickly that these two, they were not even able to finish filming. Or I don't even think like from the moment they began filming Rob and China, they were already at each other's throats. And Mm -hmm. so at that point, they were the the former executive producer slash co-president of Bunna Murray. Uh, was like, mm, 
from the moment we started, you guys were at each other's throats. And while we thought you were fun to begin with, it very quickly became toxic. And we were like, we don't want any part of that. And so the drama sort of like fizzled any chances. That's his telling. And in fact, they then went to some other networks. The production company did to do a show with just her, mm-hmm. like BET and MTV, I think, or maybe VH1 or all of the above. And um, all those networks were like, yeah, we don't, we're not, that's not something we want to do. And so he was, he was just making the point, like the, the second season you speak of was not actually right. ever a thing, much less something that the Kardashians stepped in to stop. Well, and it sounds like without saying it, they're essentially saying that wasn't them. That was you. Oh, no, he was saying mess. it. Yeah. No, he was most yeah. certainly saying like you guys were at each other's throats and that was toxic. And what we talked about yesterday was frankly like that flies in the face of what you'd expect from reality TV. Like you'd want them to be dramatic and right. full of drama, but they were they just too full of the real they stuff. They weren't able to work together and Ugh. they weren't able to get things done. I do remember watching maybe one episode and finding it very uncomfortable. Like it seemed like she really disliked him Yeah, and that felt yep. not fun. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid, after this on My Talk 107.1. Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 107.1. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Yeah. And uh, these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Idiots. Hold on a second. Idiots. Calm down. Calm down, everybody. Hurry up! I know. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just trying not to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I guess one could say I don't know. That's a crazy, stupid uh, idiot. Yeah. Technically, remember that one time when the whole computer just broke down? It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of. sometimes other places like new zealand new zealand what's oof, going on over there oof, de- oof. there is a jockey and a horse who are in big trouble oh, a jockey and a horse mm-hmm. okay rochelle lockett is the 50 year old jockey and um she is the one who uh helped to train a racehorse by the name of B. Flexi. And B. Flexi won a race uh, back in January. But here's the thing about... B. Flexi or B. Flexi? B. Flexi. Okay, all right. So B. Flexi uh, won this race. But here's the thing. You have to give both both the jockey and the horse have to give urine samples that they test for drugs. Oh, sure. And I've got terrible news for you. Oh, no. B. Flexi and Rochelle Lockett both tested positive for the same drug. Now, you would say the to yourself. same drug? Like, they both took the same drug? Yes. Oh, my God. Now, you would say to yourself, that's weird. Was that's it like weird. some sort of a, like some sort of, I don't know, uh, what's that, uh, steroid or something like that? No. Steroid? No, it wasn't a steroid. No. Wasn't a steroid? No. What was it? It was more of what we would maybe qualify as a street drug. She and the horse both had meth in their system. Oh, no. Isn't that weird? 
And at first, she was like, I don't know where that came from. I don't know where that meth came from. But eventually, she did claim she did meth once back in November. With her horse? Because it was her birthday. Oh, what? What? I didn't do meth on my birthday. Uh, But anyway, then they pressed her a little further, and she was like, they were like, no, the test shows a lot of meth. And she was like, okay, well, I also did it like two days ago. Any whoosie whatsie, she's but been what banned about the horse? for four years. Nobody knows why the horse was doing meth. But uh, the the horse, B. Flexi, also was banned. And this apparently is not the well, first not time. the horse's fault. I know, right? But this is not the first time a race horse has done meth. That is weird. Well, I'm assuming they think that the horse is going to have the same, or the meth will have the same effects on the horse. It'll make it Maybe. go fast. I don't know. Do you go faster on mm-hmm. meth? I don't know. I don't know. In any case, so that's not like a sports enhancing or whatever they call it. Drug, right, Perform- it? performance yeah. enhancing. In 2014, another horse named I'm Not Ticklish tested positive for meth, and I at would, least two other horses in New Zealand failed meth tests last year. What is that? I don't know. There's something going on. What's going in on? New Zealand. Anyway, there's a meth problem amongst horses. Apparently. <sighs> That makes yeah. me sad for the Don't, horse. Yeah, just say no. Just say nay. Hey, I see what you did there. <laughs> hey. hey. There you go. That was well done. Where are we going next? We are going to uh, Kingston. Kingston, Ontario. Okay. I'm assuming actually probably Massachusetts. Okay. Only because this story is coming to us from Boston, uh, the Boston Globe in particular. And it's about a family. Now, I guess this is technically not your garden variety crazy stupid idiot story, but I want to tell you about Athena and Eric Tenzar, or Tenzar, depending on if the C is pronounced, pronunciated. Mm-hmm. Um, they were photographed with nearly 700 golf balls. Mm-hmm. Okay, is that illegal? No, but it's actually why I made this story crazy stupid idiot status worthy. Mm. So they were photographed with nearly 700 golf balls because their home abuts a golf course. Okay. So carry the one, do the math. Yeah, those golf balls. They get a lot of golf balls pelting their house house. on a regular basis. Sure. So much so that uh, they decided to take the golf club to court. And sued the golf club and won $5 million. Get right out. They bought a home for $750,000 that abuts a golf course. And, and then, then turned around sued and the golf sued the golf course, course and won for five being too golfy. Dollars. That's remarkable. Yeah, the award totals $4.9 million with interest after a six-day trial about bulls. Excuse me, but I don't understand. I mean, good for them, I guess, because they got a big fat paycheck. Mm. You bought a house next to a golf course, yeah. right? Like I don't, yeah. you, I don't want to say like I'm blaming the victim because I guess technically they're a victim in this case, right? I don't know. They I did mean, say sure. we're always on edge. It's been emotionally taxing on us for the past four years. They've raised their three young daughters in a home that borders the country club's golf course. During this time, their home was regularly attacked 
by balls from the courts, uh, the course's 15th hole. That's a weird phrase, right? Like their yeah. house was attacked. Because that makes it sound intentional. That makes it yeah. sound like the golfers lined up behind in their backyard and just started driving the balls at them. Yeah. The kids have to wear bicycle helmets while playing outside. Golf balls splash into kiddie pools. You bought a house <laughs> on a golf course. I do think it's hilarious to think of like, honey, put on your helmet before you go outside. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, if you were, uh, she says, if you have all these houses on a course, I assumed it was safe. Okay. No, no, no. You never assume. Here, and let this be a lesson to all people in the world. Yeah. When you go shop for a house, really, like, really do your due diligence. Uh, go there at all different times of day. <laughs> I'm not kidding you because, because yeah. seriously, we, so our first house was a block away from a very well attended church. And we never went there to look at the house on a Sunday. We never did. So imagine our surprise when every Sunday there were cars parked like up on our curb, across the crosswalks. I mean, it was a zoo there all the time. We never realized it. Now, I didn't take anybody to court because it's not that big of a deal. But it is just a reminder. It's just a reminder. Oh, we did. Oh. Well, no, we used to do this thing, my husband and I. Oh, this is just going to sound terrible. But, you know, listen. Great. I'm here to entertain you. We would do this thing on Sunday mornings where when people parked their cars and if they did it and people did all the time illegally, like park over people's driveways in crosswalks, they would park over the curb cuts. And so, like. We had neighbors who used um, wheelchairs and mobility scooters that couldn't cross the street because there were cars parked in front of the curb cuts. So my husband and I used to take post-it notes and we'd watch everybody go into church and then we'd write them little notes and we thought we were super funny. Thing like you're going to go to heck? No, we didn't say that kind of stuff, but we would write like cheeky notes and then we'd put them on their windshield and then we'd just sit on the front steps with our coffee and wait for them to come back to their cars and they had no idea oh boy it was entertaining those were the easier times um well but i did not live on a golf course you missed out on five million dollars apparently i did i do just think that's kind of crazy that i don't agree with that yeah i i think it well it sets a precedent and i would imagine that their neighbors are like wait a second get me in on that because they probably get balls in their Windows all oh, the time, sure. too. Well, now, the the real punchline to the story is that they reconfigured uh, the 15th hole so that now they haven't seen a ball in months. So not only did they not have any balls coming their way, but they still get a big, fat $5 million wow. paycheck. Wow. Lucky. Oh, all right. God, I wish we lived on a golf course and I could I sue for $5 million. I know. Sorry about that. Somebody wants to... I don't know. Come and drive balls at your house. I'm fine with it. Okay. As long as you don't mind me suing you. Um, let's go to Vancouver. Oh, okay. What's going on in okay. uh, V Town? Okay. So this car was well, driving along. What? They don't call it that. That's true. Uh, this car was driving along. It was a flatbed truck. But it was a little suspicious, and so the Mounties pulled it over. Okay, a flatbed suspicious truck. Yep, I want you to, uh, I just, I can't do this justice. I need you to open it and describe what you see. Um, They pulled this truck over Um, for various reasons. 
make it on the road. Can you describe that? Just looks like a wreck. What you're looking that they found at the bottom I of the ocean. I can't believe that thing drove. <laughs> There's no doors. There's no doors. There's no sides to the nope. flatbed. None there's of that. There's no back. Nope. Like, I think I there's a seat. Now, can I tell Barely. you the worst part of this? So the Mounties, which, by the way, I just love the Mounties. The Mounties pulled this car over. They were like, what are you doing? Um, They're like, I just, you well, know. Probably more driving. like, what are you doing? Yeah. doing? What are you doing? A. A. Do you know what the driver was doing? No. Going to pick their kids up from school. Oh, um, do they have seatbelts? I don't know. I don't know what they would buckle it into. I don't even know if that's a seat. Yeah, I don't know if they have different rules up there. They but. don't. You this car has had, been permanently uh, taken off the roads. Looks like they maybe you know had some bungee cords and they <laughs> no, could attach says, the kids to the back. It literally says driver going to pick up kid from school stopped with vehicle with no doors. No seatbelts. Yeah, with no doors. Wait, does that mean no doors and no seatbelts yeah. or no doors and seatbelts? No, with no doors, comma, no seatbelts. That thing looks real scary. It does, I mean, literally has no doors. That is a rust. I mean, at some point, if, you just have to give up on that if thing. If that car came driving up to school, I would hope that the <laughs> the teachers would have been like, nope, yeah. you're not getting in that car. Yeah. Also, nope, you're not getting in that car. The driver was also not able to furnish a driver's license to the oh, Mounties. That's shocking. Yeah, just I'm really bothered, surprised. Right? I know. I mean, technically, it's not a car. Yeah, so that's do true. Do you really need a license? That's more of like a um, I don't know. Nobody like knows. Stand scooters. No, that is that is. It might it might be like a golf cart. It, to me, it looks like literally something they found at the bottom of a lake. Yeah, and pulled after it up like and twenty years. Started and like, it up oh god, then, yeah. we always wondered what happened to Ethel. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, it is time for us to play a little game. That game is called the Throwback. Live after this on my talk one hundred seven one.